If you're an ambitious business owner ready to think big, rewrite your own rules and take action to skyrocket your business know-how, your profit, your cash flow, and most importantly, your free time, then this is the podcast for you. You're listening to the Simply Smarter Numbers podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Waterson. I'm a business profit coach helping business owners just like you make more profit and take back their time. So hit subscribe now and let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Simply Smarter Numbers. Have you ever had a client that has just done your head in? Or have you ever taken on a client knowing that they really aren't somebody that you want to work with or knowing that the work that you need to do for them just isn't really your jam? Well, you're not alone. We've all been there and many of us just stay in that position for way too long, continuing to always be taking on these less than ideal clients. In this episode, I'm going to give you a few reasons to start thinking about making the shift from loathing to loving all of your clients that you're bringing into your business, and I'll give you a couple of monetary reasons to think about it as well. Now, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do. I'll be bringing you practical, actionable, profit-building ideas into your ears every week, and you don't want to miss any of them. Now let's get into it. Let's face it, when we started our businesses, we were taking on any number of different clients because we have to, right? We may have even had a clear idea on who our ideal client is and some of us may have even named him or her. Now, before you go thinking that I'm nuts, the concept of putting a name to your ideal client is a real one. But this is not a podcast about branding or creating ideal client avatars, so I'm going to move on from that one pretty quickly. This is a podcast on building profitable, lifestyle-friendly businesses, and having a clear idea on who your ideal client is is a really good way to start. But just because we have a vision of this ideal client doesn't mean the right people are just going to start turning up. Sometimes the wrong people turn up, but in the early stages of business, we breeze over that fact, you know, that they're not an ideal client. And in fact, if they've got money, they're probably perfectly ideal, right now at least anyway. But maybe they're poor poor payers. They Maybe they don't take your advice. They may not fit squarely into your area of expertise or maybe they're just hard work and not the type of person that you really want to work with. But in the early days, if they've got money, it's really hard to say no to that. And if you can fast forward a couple of years and have a look around the clients that you have with you, you've probably got an eclectic mix of clients and some of them that you love and some of them that you actually loathe. So if you are a couple of years into your business and you're looking around kind of half excited and kind of half shaking your head at the types of clients that you've attracted, then before you continue on that path for too long, I want you to think about these four things. Number one, the wrong clients are actually 
quite expensive. They're the ones that huff and puff about your fees and they try to beat you down or they're the ones that will, um, you know, you know that they're going to beat you down on fees so you just go low in the hope to avoid that, you know, inevitable conflict that's going to happen. But if we just think about that for one minute, if you have revenue of $300,000 in a year and you've been pushed into reducing that by only 3% by these wrong fit clients, then that's actually $9,000 that's just gone forever. Number two, the wrong clients are really time consuming. They're constantly changing the goalposts on you or questioning everything you do, or maybe they have a friend that knows a better way or they've found a better option on good old Google and they want you to go and waste some time checking it out, or maybe they just don't reply to your calls or your emails for days on end and you're constantly spending your time chasing them up. They never keep their side of the bargain, you know, not sending you the information when you need it or when they say that they will. And if you're getting an average return on time of $300, for example, per hour, and a poor fit client blows a job or a project out by, say, five hours, well, they've just cost you $1,500. And by the way, if you don't know what your return on time is, then you definitely need to subscribe to this podcast and listen in weekly because it's a big part of what I talk about. Number three, wrong clients they can be soul-sucking. There's a noticeable difference in how well our day goes when we've been working on something for an ideal client as opposed to somebody who isn't. It can be really draining and sometimes just plain old uninteresting or boring work. And this goes for you as well as your team, from the people who answer the phone to the team that handle the work all the way along the line. Whether these people are demanding or whiny or slow or even sometimes they're angry kind of people, if you don't want them in your life, then I'm pretty sure that your team doesn't either. They just, they're just not good for team morale. Then number four, they're bad for cash flow. They don't provide you with the information that you need to complete the job or the project. So you have these kind of never-ending jobs that you just can't finalize. You can't get that final invoice done for. And hopefully you've received the cash for the job before it's finished. But if you don't, then they're probably also the type of people that are going to string out that payment as well. The wrong clients don't necessarily have to be bad to be wrong. And I've kind of made these ones sound like they're kind of pretty ordinary. But The wrong client can be like the sweet old lady that you've been dealing with forever. They could be your friend. They they could be your family member or a neighbor. They could be people that you actually love dealing with, but their work is just not the type of work that you want to do anymore. So at the beginning of our business life, we may not have the luxury of saying no. Our bank account kind of is a pretty clear indication of that, unfortunately, And I'm not suggesting that you should start saying no until your business is strong enough financially, but it definitely should be on your list of goals to be able to say no to those that are referred to you if they're not the ideal client or if they're already in your ecosystem, then your goals should be to professionally and gently move them out if they don't fit in. 
And getting the right mix of clients is one of the keys to a profitable and lifestyle-friendly business. And it doesn't happen overnight. It does take some courage. But if you've, it's kind of like if you've ever quit a job before and walked away feeling amazing about yourself and the possibilities for your future, that's kind of what it feels like when you do actually start saying no to people that aren't a good fit for you and your business. And deciding to remove bad fit clients, what it actually does is it makes more room for the right clients. You'll end up making more money and you'll actually have more fun doing it. So let's just talk for a moment about what ideal clients may actually look like. Like here's a few characteristics. They're probably the people that pay you on time or even before a a due payment they are probably seeking your advice and advice and then they're acting on it. They're referring you to quality prospects. They are probably challenging you with the work that they want done. So not just that same old boring stuff. They're easy to get along with and you can work together kind of like a team between you and the client. So, I mean, that's just a few ideas of of what an ideal client may look like, but I just want you to stop what you're doing for one second, which hopefully is just listening to me in this podcast, but just take a moment to have a think about how good it would feel to replace some of those poor fit clients with just the good ones. So let's recap There's four reasons that I want you to think about when it comes to possibly sacking the clients that don't fit and start saying no to those that are just not going to fit. Number one, they're expensive. If you get this right, you'll be charging properly and you'll be more profitable, full stop. They're time consuming. That's number two. But if you can get this right and your flow of work, it'll start to feel effortless and seamless and ultimately it does impact your profitability. Number three, they're soul-sucking. Get this right and you and your team are going to love coming to work. Number four, they're bad for cash flow. Get this one right and your bank account will love you for it. It's going to be a lot healthier. So that's why. Now, here's a few things that you can do to get this moving in your business. Number one, know who your ideal client actually is. So a little bit of a hint here is to think about, say, the top three clients that you really love to do work with and you love the type of work that you're doing. But be sure that you're actually marketing to these people. Make sure that your marketing is on track and talking to these specific people. Number two, go through your existing client list and identify those that you may need to professionally and gently remove over time. Obviously, you're not going to put that out there into the wider world, but you'll know who those people are, who the, one, the ones that just are not the right fit. Number three, you can assess all of your new leads as they come in. Assess them, you know, give them a score out of five. How much do I want to work with this client? If they don't come in at a four or a five, then you need to be prepared to say no. Number four, 
refer poor fit clients to somebody else. It could simply be a conversation, something like, I've noticed over the past couple of years that the type of work that we're doing together isn't really where my business is heading and I'd like to recommend somebody else who may be a much better fit for you. And if you can find somebody else that you can refer to, there'll be other people out there in the same industry as you that are probably these clients might be exactly who they're looking for. So it could be a win-win all round. Could even be a business that is where you were a couple of years ago and giving them a referral might really make their day. In the end, the quality of your clients and how well that they're aligned to your ideal client goals has a massive impact, a huge impact on your profit and how much you enjoy your business. You'll need some confidence in your profitability, in your cash flow and the ability of your marketing to continue to attract these right ideal clients before you can go ahead and start implementing this stuff. But the point that I really want to make today is that it should be a goal of yours. And then that goal should be firmly planted in your mind that one day you want to be able to start saying no to the wrong people. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Simply Smarter Numbers. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new shows every week. And I'd love to hear from you. Come and join the conversation online. You'll find Simply Smarter Numbers on Instagram, Facebook, and more. Just head to simplysmarternumbers.com and you'll find all that you need there. Simply Smarter Numbers is dedicated to you getting the results that you deserve in your business. And I'm honored that you tuned in.